So, Michael, could you explain uh, Bhagavad Gita verses um, 625 and 626, which are actually Gita Saram verses 27 and 28, which deal with the practice of self-investigation um, as explained by Sri Krishna? Uh, yes, that is um, Bhagavad Gita Saram. Is, uh, Bhagavan was asked to select um, some verses from the Bhagavad Gita. That is, the Bhagavad Gita consists of uh, 18 chapters. I think it's about uh, seven or 800 verses. I can't remember. So it's a lot of... Some people memorize the whole Gita, but for most people, memorizing the whole Gita is difficult. So someone asked Bhagavan to make it easy to remember the, uh, what the essence of the Gita is. Could he select some verses that, that encapsulate the message of the Gita? the essential message of the Gita. So Bhagavan selected 42 verses and arranged them in a particular order, and he translated them into Tamil. So two of the verses he he selected are two very important verses, that is verses 25 and 26 of chapter 6. He translated these as verses 27 and 28 of Bhagavad Gita Saram. Um, but uh the verse 25 um the what the, the verse is um the original is sane sane uparamed uh buddhya driti gritya uh atma samsta manakritva na kinchitape chintayat um sane sane means gradually, gradually, slowly, slowly, gently, gently, softly, softly, calmly, calmly. It, 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 it indicates that we need to take a, a, a steady but gradual and little by little, step by step approach. That is, we, we can't, the mind has been going outwards for so long, we can't expect all of a sudden to, to turn it back within and never let it come out again. We need to slowly, slowly, as Bhagavan said, um, Bhagavan often gave a, an, an, an analogy of a runaway cow. Bhagavan said, if a cow has run away from its shed and is uh, grazing on neighbor's pastures, we need to bring it back to its shed. We can, there are various ways we can try and bring it back to the shed. We could take a big stick and try and chase it back to its shed. But what will happen if you try and chase it? If you chase it, if you try and chase it, towards its shed, it will run to the left or run to the right. It'll run anywhere but to its shed. So running around after it with a stick is a very um, it, it's a very unfruitful pastime. Uh, so Bhagavan said many of many of most other spiritual paths like yoga and so on, it's like trying to tame the mind, trying to tame the cow by running after it with a stick. Bhagavan said a much a much more um, a much wiser strategy and a more effective strategy is not to try and chase the cow with a stick, but to take a nice bunch of green grass and slowly, slowly tempt it back to, the, to its shed. If you're going to follow this method, you need a great deal of patience because the cow may follow you for some distance, then it will become suspicious. Oh, no, this fellow's trying to lead me back to my shed. I don't want to go there. So let me not follow. So the cow will hesitate and may even start going back. 
So we, we shouldn't at that time pick up the stick and try and chase it. No, we have to be patient. We have to give the cow a little bit of leeway. Let it go back a little way. And then again, we tempt it, tempt it. So slowly, slowly, um, uh, slowly, slowly, softly, softly, gently, gently, calmly, calmly, quietly, quietly, gradually, gradually, steadily, steadily, little by little, step by step. That is the meaning of sane, sane. In Tamil, Bhagavan translated that as mella, mella, which it means the same. Um, so this verse begins sane, sane, little by little, gradually, gradually, gently, gently. Um, Oh, so just to finish off about that analogy, Bhagavan said this path of Atmavichara is like offering the cow the, the, um, the green grass. We're not trying to force the mind back within. We are slowly, slowly trying to cajul it back within. That is the, that's the, that's the approach we should take to this spiritual path. So, um, sane sane, uparamed means we, we should hold back or uh, uparamed, um, uh, that is, the verb uparam means to cease from motion, to stop, to cease from action, to be inactive, to pause, to stop, to, um, to leave off, desist, give up, renounce. So slowly, slowly, we need to withdraw ourselves from activity is the idea. Uparamed. Buddhya, by uh, intellect, by an intelligent, a, sh- uh, a, a keen and intelligent mind is the idea. Dritti uh, Gritea, um, here it's uh, translated, in one translation I'm seeing online, it's translated as carried by conviction. It's more than that. It's Dritti means that firmness. We need to be firm. That is, we need to take a, a gentle but firm approach. We need gentle but firm perseverance is, is the idea. So that's the first two lines. So how Bhagavan has translated that in Tamil, the first two lines, is Dhiram se buddhiyanal chittate mella mella nera se abendum nischalana. What that means is Dhiram se buddhiyanal, that means by uh, intellect uh, endowed with uh, courage or firmness, so a courage-imbued intellect. Dhiram se buddhiyanal chittate, chittate means the mind, mella mella, slowly, slowly, gently, gently. Nischalana nera se abendum. It is necessary to make the mind achieve motionlessness gently, gently by a courage-imbued intellect. So that that's the idea in in the sans, in Sanskrit. Upramed means implies hope, making it inactive. But how can we make it inactive? Slowly, slowly by 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 a firm discriminating. That buddhi here implies discrimination. We we need to have a a keen discrimination. If we're foolish, we'll pick up the stick and start chasing the cow. That's counterproductive. We need to we need to have firmness. We need to be patient, and we we need to be very very intelligent. If the cow wants to go away, okay, we we be patient with the cow. Allow the cow to go away. So if the mind is is playing mischief, let it go a little way. Then we slowly slowly bring it back. That is the idea. Um, and then the most important part of this verse is the, the last uh, line. Atma samstam mana kritva na kinchitape chintayat. 
Atma samsta manakritva means make the mind fixed in oneself or fixed on oneself. In other words, fix your attention on yourself. That Bhagavan translated in Tamil, oh, or in Tamil there's another word, maratane. Maratane means a oh, great charioteer. That is, Bhagavan added that word because Krishna is addressing this to Arjuna. But people say, oh, but Krishna is the, is the charioteer. Why is he addressing um, Arjuna as a charioteer? Yes, in, in that, at that particular time of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna was the charioteer and Arjuna was, uh, was riding in the chariot. But as a great prince, a great warrior, one of the skills that a warrior requires is to be skillful in driving a chariot because they need the chariot in times of war. So uh, Arjuna uh, was a, a great charioteer in his own right. So Bhagavan added this word, Maharatane, great charioteer. Uh, but there's also a metaphorical significance there. That is, uh, why Krishna, what is the metaphorical significance of Krishna being the charioteer? Is that the charioteer is the one who guides, he's the one who, who drives everything. So Krishna or Bhagavan is the, is the charioteer of our life. Um, but we also have to take some responsibility. We we shouldn't. He is guiding us, but we have to follow his guidance. So we also have to be in following his guidance. We are guiding ourselves, so to speak. So Krishna, Arjuna is also a great charioteer. So we we can read some meaning into that. Um, but that's not the main point. The main point is uh, the last two lines of the verse. In Tamil, are chittate anmavil satidaka matredavam itanayam inidade. So, atma samsta manakritva, make the mind uh, fixed in, in yourself or fixed on yourself. In other words, fix your attention on yourself is the implication. Um, Bhagavan says in Tamil, chittate atmavil satidaka. That means, uh, Yes, it literally means that. It means fix the mind or make the mind fixed on yourself. And the mind here implies attention. So one thing to notice here is that this is the same. In, there's a very important sentence in Nana, in the 16th paragraph, where Bhagavan defines what is self-investigation. And the <clears throat> The, the words are very, very similar. What, he's, what Bhagavan says in Nana, Sada Kalamum Manate Atma Vilve Kutan Atma Vicharam Indrupaya. Sada Kalamum means always. Manate Atma Vilve um Facing or fixing or keeping the mind fixed always in yourself. Mind here means attention. So in other words, being keeping the attention always fixed on oneself. Um, only to that is the name Atma Vichara. In other words, the name Atma Vichara refers only to always keeping the mind fixed on oneself. The same description is given here. Atma Samsta Manakritva. Chittate Atmavil Satitidukha. It means the same. So um, this is so what Krishna is describing here is the practice of self-investigation. Always keeping the mind always fixed on oneself. So he says, Atma Samsta Manakritva, make the mind always fixed in yourself, or making the mind always fixed in yourself. Na kinchitapi chintayat. Na means not. 
Chinchit, anything else at all, api, even anything else at all, chintea, do, one should not think of anything else at all. So making the mind fixed in oneself, one should not think of anything at all. In Tamil, Bhagavan says the same. Chittate atma bilsetitika. Fix the mind on, on yourself, on atman. Nakinchit api chintayat. Sorry, in Tamil he says, matredavum itaneum enidade. Matredavum means anything else at all. Itaneum, even in the slightest extent, enidade, do not think. So do not think of anything else at all. So this is the practice of self-investigation. That doesn't mean that we should be trying to avoid thinking. All we need to do is to fix our mind on ourselves. If our mind is fixed on ourselves, there'll be no room for any other thoughts to arise because thoughts can arise only if we attend to them. So if our entire attention is fixed on ourselves, we are thereby avoiding thinking of anything else. So the principal aim is keeping the mind fixed in ourselves, thereby not thinking of anything else. That's very important. So what if the crucial thing is keeping our mind fixed on ourselves. This is the practice of Atma Vichara. So Krishna describes here beautifully the practice of Atma Vichara is keeping our mind always fixed on ourselves. <clears throat> and in order to do that, we're not able to do that at first. When we start off, our mind keeps on going outwards towards other things. That is the very nature of the mind. So we need steady, patient perseverance. So mella mella, sane sane, gradually, gradually, we need to try to bring the mind to a state of motionlessness. How do we bring it to a state of motionlessness? Only by fixing our attention on ourselves. Because what we actually are, is just pure being. Pure being never does anything. It is unmoving. It is actualer. So we need to come to that state of actualer form of motionlessness by fixing our mind on ourselves. That is the implication of this verse. So um, there are some people who say, oh, what's this? Um, Ramana Maharshi taught this Atma Vichara. That's not proper Atma Vichara. Atma Vichara means studying all the texts and doing all the prakriyas. There's no, uh, there's no authority in the Sastras for this method that uh, Ramana Maharshi taught. Well, here very clearly Krishna has given this. And in his commentary on this verse, uh, uh, Adi Shankara concludes his commentary on this verse by saying, this is the highest instruction about yoga. In other words, the, the implication is this is the ultimate practice of, of yoga. This is the highest of all spiritual practices. As Bhagavan said in verse 8 of Upadesha Undiya, it, it is the best among all. What did he call the best among all in verse 8 of Upadesha Undiya? Is Ananya Bhava. Ananya Bhava means meditating on what is not Abba. With the understanding that he is I, in other words, meditating, meditating on what is not other means meditating only on oneself, in other words, self-attentiveness. So according to Bhagavan, that is the highest of all spiritual practices. And according to Krishna, the instruction that is given here is the highest instruction about yoga. It amounts to saying the same thing. So um, this is an extremely important verse. And the fact that this verse is there in the Bhagavad Gita, this shows that, that it, Gita has something for everyone. 
There are so many different teachings are given in, the, in the Bhagavad Gita because it's a text meant for to suit people at different stages of spiritual development. So there's something for everyone in um, in the Bhagavad Gita. Some people interpret the Bhagavad Gita as a manual of um, of karma yoga. And um, from their point of view, that is correct. He, karma yoga is taught there. Others say it teaches bhakti yoga. It teaches uh, devotion to Krishna. Uh, yes, that's also there. Others say, no, no, it means only it's a, it's a jnana text. Yes, that's also there. It's got something of everything for everyone. But as far as jnana is concerned, Krishna expresses it perfectly here. That's why Bhagavan selected this verse. And the next verse continues the same idea. Um, because when we try to do this, when we try to fix our mind on ourselves, what happens? Um, what are you saying? I'll just get the next verse, 26. So what happens when we try to fix our mind on ourselves? As we all know from our own experience, the mind wanders away. The nature of the mind is wandering. So that is what Krishna talks about in the next. He Krishna anticipates our difficulty. So he talks about that in the next verse. Uh, yato yato nischalati manas chanchalam asti, uh, astiram. That means yata yata. Uh, uh, wherever, wherever, or to whatever it goes, nischalati becoming agita becomes agitated. Manam manaha the mind, chanchalam flickering. Astiram, un unsteady. That is, the, he's describing here the nature of the mind. So, uh, what, wherever the mind wanders, being unsteady and uh, flickering, tatastato, uh, 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 that means from that, from that, uh, niyama, uh, withdrawing or restraining it, restraining it from that. From So, wherever it may wander, restraining it from that, um, uh, etat this uh, atmani in the, in 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 oneself, uh, eva certainly basam uh, control nayat. We must bring our we must bring from wherever the mind is uh, is wandering. We must withdraw it from that and bring it back under the under the sway of ourself. Under the sway of ourself means we hold on to ourself and thereby don't allow ourselves to be swayed by any vasanas. So Bhagavan uh, says the same, uh, translates this in Tamil as Eduvum Tirumindri Endrum Ale Chittum Edu Edene Patri Ehum. That means Eduvum um, Tirumindri means without any steadiness at all. Um, uh, Whatever the mind which is always wavering without any steadiness, chittam eduvum edene. Sorry, edu edene. So that is whatever, whatever it grasps. Um, uh, so whatever the mind which is always wavering without any steadiness grasps. So edu uh, edene, whatever it grasps means uh, what. It means whatever, whatever it grasps. That the word is repeated for emphasis, like in in the um, in the Sanskrit, Krishna says yato yato, uh, whatever, whatever. 
it's it's a way of giving that is the nature of mind it being unsteady by nature the mind is always wavering indramale bhagavan says it's ever wavering uh, because it has no steadiness uh, so it will it will um it will be constantly grasping this or that so whatever the mind which is always wavering uh, uh without any steadiness grasps and uh, uh wherever it consequently wanders uh wanders is uh, uh, ale ale means uh, one uh, oh wait a second um or ahum i think ahum means wandering um so it's grasping and wandering so from whatever it's, it's grasping and wandering drawing the mind back from that adu adanindru from that from that etu drawing it pulling it back from that from that under chittate that mind epodum always atmabil on oneself or in oneself setu uh, uh, uh joining tirum urave say uh that is make it uh drawing the mind back from that and fixing it on yourself make it always steady so this is the this is the practical application when we try to fix our mind in it ourselves it will inevitably under the sway of its fastness be wandering off here and there trying to grasp this trying to grasp that this is the nature of the mind we shouldn't be disheartened by this all that is required is patient perseverance however many times the mind wanders away towards other things we need to bring it back and fix it in ourselves how to bring it back bhagwan gave us a very nice clue that is what when our mind wanders away towards anything else those other things are appearing in our awareness so bhagwan says whatever may appear in our awareness to whom does it appear it appears to me so we draw our attention back to ourselves that doesn't mean that bhagwan is saying that we have to question to whom but wherever the mind may wander we need to turn it back towards ourselves but one to whom all those other things appear so other things appear only in the view of our, of ego so we need to draw our attention back towards this ego to see what is the reality of this ego who am i so the in these two verses krishna had beautifully expressed the practice of atmavichara exactly as bhagavan taught it so bhagavan selected these verses and uh, and included them in this uh, selection of 42 verses and as i say krishna's uh, uh, adi shankara says about this this is the highest in, uh, instruction about yoga just like bhagavan says in uh, verse 8 of upadeshundia this is the best among all meaning it's the most effective means to purify the mind and it's the only means to eradicate ego so in these two verses the practice of self investigation is described beautifully by krishna if you read translations by others you will often find that um, many of the interpreters they take atman to mean god and they say fix your mind in god others will say fix your mind on the self with a capital s but that is not what krishna means atman does not mean the self it means one self it means our self my self so but because krishna is addressing it 
he says, if we can take up one in this context as you, as yourself, fix your mind in yourself is the essence of the teaching of both these verses. That is the one, the one thing these two verses share in common is the, the central message is our aim is to fix our mind on ourselves, to fix our attention on ourselves, to be self-attentive. So we're not trying to fix our attention on some big self with a capital S. It is our self as we are, this very self here. And I am Atma Brahm, Brahman, as it said in the Upanishad, one of the Mahavakyas. This very self is Brahman. It's not saying the self as if some, that is, as soon as we add in the, um, the definite article, the self, we are objectifying it or reifying it. And when we put a capital S, we are di then distinguishing. There are two selves. There's this little self and that big self. There are no two selves. There's only one self. That one self is our self. We need to fix our attention on ourself. If we fix our attention on ourself, now we may seem to be ego, but by fixing our attention on ourself, we see what we actually are. We seem to be ego because we're attending to other things. If instead of attending to other things, we attend to ourselves, the adjuncts will drop off because we're no longer holding them, and we ourselves alone will remain, as pure, the pure awareness that we actually are. That is, uh, ego is, is, is the pure I am mixed and conflated with adjuncts. Uh, but who is holding on? Who is holding on to whom? As Bhagavan says in verse twenty-five of Uludunapadu about ego, he describes ego as a formless phantom, and he says, "Urupatri undam," grasping form, it comes into existence. "Urupatri nikkum," grasping form, it stands. "Urupatri undu mikaongum," grasping and feeding on forms. It flourishes abundantly. Uruvitu urupatram, leaving form, it grasps form. So, the nature of ego is always to grasp form, always grasp things other than itself. And the first thing it grasps is a body consisting of five sheaths, which it takes to be I. So, who is grasping whom? Is this? Are these five sheaths grasping us, or are we grasping the five sheaths? It is we who are grasping the five sheaths. So if instead of grasping the five sheaths, if we try to grasp ourselves, by trying to grasp ourselves, we're thereby letting go of the five sheaths. So the five sheaths will drop off because we're no longer holding them, and we alone will remain. That's why in the next sentence of verse 25 of Ulunabdu, after saying about coming into existence, grasping form, standing grasping form, etc., Bhagavan then says, Tedinal Otum if sought, it takes flight. That means if ego, instead of grasping other things, tries to grasp itself, if it tries to see who am I, if it tries to grasp itself, it will take flight. That means it'll run away. It'll subside and dissolve back into its sources, the implication. So uh, all that is required, that is uh, all Bhagavan's teachings can be summarized in the words of Krishna, as Apma Samsta Mana Kritva, or in Bhagavan's own words, Chittate Atma Vil Satiduka. This is the path that Bhagavan has ta taught us. Uh, that is in, in verse 27 uh, of, of Bhagavad Gita Saram, that's a translation of uh, verse 25 of chapter 6. Bhagavan says, uh, chittate atma bil uh, uh fix 
uh, fix the mind in yourself. And in the next verse, he says, um, Atma Vilsetu, Epodum Tiramindri Urubise, fixing your mind in, fixing mind in yourself, or Chittate, of that, withdrawing the mind from other things, fixing it in yourself, make it be always steady. So we, how can we make the mind steady? Only by fixing it in ourselves. So this is the very simple practice that Bhagavan has taught us. If we do this, nothing else is required. As Bhagavan says in the 11th paragraph of Nana, Oruvan tan sarupate adeyam varayal. Until one attains uh, one's real nature, nirantara swarupas maranaye kaipatruvanayin adu andre podam. Uh, that means uh, until one attains Swarupa, if one clings, uh, if one holds fast to uh, unbroken Swarupa Smarana, Swarupa Smarana means uh, self-remembrance. In other words, holding on to that, that remembrance of our own being, if we hold on to that, that alone is sufficient. So what he calls here is holding on to Swarupa Smarana, is what is described there as fixing the mind in ourselves, fixing our attention on ourselves. Atma samstam manakritva, na kinchitapichintayet. That is, by holding on to ourselves firmly, we don't think of anything else whatsoever. Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Arunachala Ramanaya. Thank you, Michael. That was a phenomenal. Yeah. Well, all thanks to Bhagavan. <laughs> it's Bhagavan's teachings are phenomenal. Yes. Truly. Uh, and they bring an end to all phenomena, along with the one who sees all the phenomena. <laughs>